Dolls. It is Fan Talk Friday. Green Room Live is going finally. Took a little bit. Took a minute. Jump on in. Let me know who you are, where you're coming at me from. We'll do some Packer Nation roll calls. We get started on a Friday talking about the schedule, <clears throat> which I am, frankly, quite excited about. I, I, I like it. Going to remove one of the posts. My uh, Scenic Shore Bike Tour fundraiser is pinned to the comment line as well. If you want to contribute to that and help me make my goal there uh, for LLS, the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, that's coming up in July. So I'm starting to do more fundraising in that regard, trying to get to my goal. Uh, But the schedule has come out. As some folks jump on the comment line, good to see Randy. And of course, I had to pop something up here with a click klutz move somehow let's see if we can ditch that um but yeah uh schedule is in and of course you know for my money you've got the um you've got preseason games coming late august uh but the packers And those are to be decided yet, so we don't have the exact dates on those. But we play at San Francisco, we play New Orleans at home, and we play at the Kansas City Chiefs. The excitement of that for me is plain and simple, um, football is back. It signals that football is back, and that is enough for me from time to time. And and in August, that's about all it takes. Uh, I'm going to be wanting to watch uh jordan love want to see what we get are getting out of him if this pop-up would just leave me go away thank you ah so good so good so far so good um but preseason when the by the time the preseason comes around i can't help but be excited i can't help but be excited when family night rolls around and we know um those that you're going to see people in the comments say that these games don't matter just ask the bubble players and you'll find out that is entirely untrue uh, these are games that are played in a lot more of a vanilla format. They're not able to show, nor do they want to show their hand in every aspect, um, offensively, defensively, or special teams. Uh, but what they are going to do is get get some reps for the young players. We're going to have uh, plenty of young players on the field, even though we're, a, again, a fairly veteran group right now coming back. Thank you, Miguel. Happy Friday to you. Pinned to the top of the leaderboard with 200 stars. Courtney sent 200 as well. I don't just like it. I love it. Ricky is here. Myrtle Beach on the line. Jason is here. And Jason, we ended up with our bye week on week 14 instead of 13. Uh, some thinking that is too late. I am not one of those people. I'm. Uh, it, it kind of just is how I'm wired up. I want to get the hard work done early, and I want to have that nice stretch of home games, um, three out of four rolling into what should and could Uh, be a playoff run for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, So I am okay with that. I actually, I guessed it to be week eight. It came in at 14, which was a surprise. I would have preferred it to be week 13 just to be in between a couple of away games because, again, uh, that bye week is breaking up what would have been, without the bye, two uh, road stretches of three games. And the Packers, with the foresight to say, I don't want to take the bye immediately after the London trip, the U.K. trip, we're going to kick it down the road, Matt LaFleur said, and that's what they did, and I think they did absolutely the right thing. David is here. Thank you for the stars on a 50-star Friday. If everybody throw in 50 stars, uh, I get a penny apiece for those. Also, 
I don't do ads or uh, sponsorships on this live show, so you can throw me 99 cents. If you want to become a su subscriber, it couldn't get any cheaper, frankly. And uh, I need everybody because it is so cheap. Uh, so at any rate, that's how we do this show. Um, but hello to everybody that's jumping on. Jason off by one week. Yep, you can't get it right all the time. And we knew that even the stuff that had leaked isn't 100% sure. Uh, but for the most part, this all came about as we expected. And frankly, I would have preferred week 13 just because then again, it would have broken up. Um, the, uh, you know, now, however, you know, you play back-to-back -back games away and then you get your, your bye week after that. So again, if you're, if you do your due diligence, I like getting the work done up front. And that is definitely where the work is to be done in the 2022 schedule. Uh, we talked about this being the 22nd in terms of strength of schedule based on, uh, the previous year's record, which doesn't really mean that much. In terms of, you know, Vegas odds, we're about middle of the pack. I want to say we're maybe 15th-ish, somewhere around there, right about the middle of the pack. But this isn't the worst schedule in the world. And uh, talked about yesterday, uh, maybe the Bills would be the kickoff game. Minnesota Vikings, I said yesterday, it could be the Vikings again. You know, we, we, we never know. So we kick off once again with NFC North at the Minnesota Vikings. you got to play that away game at U.S. Bank. That's a tough place to play. And uh, Courtney says, here's to us get, finally getting over the hump this season. Oh, yeah, it would be so great. Uh, Bradford says it's a great schedule. Yeah, I like this a lot. I really do. I'm with you, Bradford. Um, uh, the, you know, the difficulty, though, you know, at U.S. Bank to kick off the season is not going to be the easiest thing. Uh, however, the Minnesota Vikings, with a lot of change in that organization, um, I really think that the, this Packer team should still win that game. I don't think it's going to be easy, uh, and I would hate to see. Because remember, keep in mind, we're going to see Zadarius Smith in purple, which is going to make me sick. Um, and it's going to be worse if he plays, like, really well. But Minnesota to kick it off, and then you come back home, play the Chicago Bears uh, week two. Um, So back-to-back -back NFC North rivalry games, it's going to be a great way to kick off the season in terms of excitement level. These are the important games. These are the ones that help you the most after, if any any tiebreaker comes into it. You know, if you win the North, you go to the playoffs. You're guaranteed. So going back-to-back -back wins weeks one and two, um, I think it's on the table. I don't think it's going to be easy. And then week three, we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Before we try, uh, before we have the New England Patriots, um, so it's a difficult first quarter. I think uh, the the Bears do not scare me, but I would be hard pressed to think the Minnesota Vikings aren't going to be uh, champing at the bit to get after Aaron Rodgers uh, with Zadarius now there and Tampa Bay. You know, it's at Tampa Bay. It's going to be absolutely scorching hot down there. You couldn't pay me to live in Florida. But this game could very well, and we tend to stumble in Florida games in general in the past. And um, I don't like that matchup too well. That could be our first loss of the season, potentially. Then you come back and you got the New England Patriots, which, you know, um, I love the idea of Bill Belichick coming back to Green Bay. He seems to have, for all the vitriol that Packer Nation spews upon 
uh, the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. He does seem to have a very high regard for Lambeau Field and for the history of the Green Bay Packers. Um, and I love having him in the building. And I love the idea that, you know, Matt LaFleur gets to match up um, against him. And that's not going to be an easy one, I don't think, either. Keep in mind, we don't know exactly how this offense is going to click right out of the gate. That, I think, if you're looking for a problem week one against the Minnesota Vikings, I think it goes out and it's like, does Aaron Rodgers, do the, do the Minnesota Vikings uh, D up, load the box to stop the run and force the Green Bay Packers to pass the ball, which Aaron Rodgers is going to make great decisions in that regard. We know, but he's going to make the right ones, which means if that's the case, if that's the way the Vikings play it, you're going to have to throw the ball. Well, who are you going to throw to? You know, you're not going to have big Bob Tunyon, presumably. Uh, you got Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard. You got, you know, a couple and three new wide receivers. You got a second year carryover to Mari Rogers. But we don't really, I think, if we're being realistic, we can't be certain that that wide receiver group and even the pass catching group in general, it's going to be 100% put together when we face the Vikings at U.S. Bank week one. I think that might be a tougher one than we generally would think in terms of, we're the better team. We've got the better quarterback. We've got the better running game. We've got the better O-line. We've got the better defense now. So should we win the game? Yeah, I still think we should. But are there question marks? I really do think there may be question marks. As Courtney says, hope they crash and burn all season. I completely agree. And I don't, I mean, they don't, as a team, they, they're not a frightening team in a lot of ways anymore. I mean, Jefferson uh, is dangerous without a doubt. But the Packers should be at full strength and knock on wood. You can get Jair Alexander back out on the field. You certainly get a second-year Eric Stokes. You brought back Rasul Douglas. Our defensive backfield should be pretty dang good. And our pass rush could very well be improved um, with the additions of, you know, a new, brand-new inside linebacker toy with everything else sort of taken care of, a guy that they like, his ranginess, they like his length, the way they did Campbell. Can the Packers' defense start to cut it loose a little bit more than they've been able to in the past? I think that might be on the table. But Tampa Bay, uh, you know, that's potentially at Tampa Bay could be a loss. Uh, coming back to New England, I still think the Packers are a better team. Um, I would expect a win in that regard. And then uh, the Week 5 game comes about 8.30 in the morning for those in the central time zone. Uh, but we're playing the Giants. <laughs> we're, we're playing the Giants. So I know many don't want to give up that home game, uh, don't want football to travel around the world, period. This is a good thing for the Packers. The Packers are going to make a ton of fans. They already have a bunch over there. They're going to make a bunch of UK fans when they destroy the New York Giants, Giants at Tottenham Stadium. It's going to be fun, and it's going to be good. Uh, so I am excited for all the folks that would never have had this chance had we not played in the UK. Uh, is it my favorite thing in the world? No, I love having games at Lambeau Field, and I think there is an advantage to playing at home. Uh, I think this disadvantage, you know, is the fact that, you know, they 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 didn't take the bye week afterwards. So it's going to be a for their bodies this early week five. I mean, you played a quarter of football already, but you got a long way to go. You got to travel. You got to, your body has to figure out, you know, your, your, your body clock is going to be all off. You're going to come back. And then instead of getting a week to get reacclimated, you're going to have to play a football game. Um, but 
we've got the New York Jets. I mean, you can't ask for a better matchup when the Packers bypass the bye week post UK. I really, I really don't think it could have laid out any better for us in that regard. Come back and play the New York Jets at home. I mean, that's a win. I mean, that, that should be a win regardless. We may not play our best football, but we ought to be able to eke out a win at worst against the New York Jets. Gene says, I have to believe Gooch shares concerns of many of the wide receiver and plans to pick up a veteran wide receiver. I believe so. I mean, I think he said himself, you know, probably we're going to wait on that for a while and see what we've got. Um, now, we've already had rookie orientation, but that you don't really see much of anything, not enough to make a decision. Uh, but, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I think they want to see what, what how Watkins looks, to be honest. Um, Gary says 50 stars because we're going to put up 50 against the Bears. The Bears still suck. Oh, Yes. I still remember singing that song at the Black Swan. We posted that video, and we had so much fun doing it. We actually went live, I think, during that, didn't we? It was – or did we record it? I can't remember. But, yeah, the Bears Bears do not frighten me right now other than – I mean, I was at the game last year, and at Lambeau Field, it got – it was ugly to begin with, and it ended ugly too. And I don't want to see that. You know, you got to take care of fields better than we did – uh, last season. Now, it, how are how are the Bears going to be able to protect him? I don't think they're going to be able to protect him. I think they're a disaster waiting to happen. And they finally just admitted this year that they're starting over. But when you start over, you'd like to at least have a first-round draft choice, but they've blown it with their trades for so many years now that I think they could I think they could be the worst last team in the NFC North next year. But you got the Jets coming back after, you know, on a difficult, what will be a little bit of a difficult week body-wise for the players. Uh, then at Washington, which is another team that, you know, they've got some guys and they seem to play hard for Coach Rivera, but I don't see that. I don't see that as some kind of a trap game. Other than by then, you know, middle of the season, we're approaching mid-season, is the injury list, Stacked against us, potentially. Washington comes out and plays their best ball. We've been on the road a lot um, and and had our UK game, and we're all just kind of beat up and torn down a little bit, and we let the Washington sneak one on us. I doubt it, you know. Um, I doubt it. I just I can't sit here and think that the Green Bay Packers would stumble against Washington. They have in the past. Now, here's week eight at the Buffalo Bills. This is going to be, I think, a whale of a game. Uh, the Packers traveling out east, or, well, out east, I guess, yeah, um, and playing a big-time contender team. This is an AFC opponent, which I hear everybody say it doesn't matter as much. Stop saying that. It matters just as much for winning the division. A win is a win. It changes when you have tiebreakers that need it. But we don't want that. You want the win because a win is a win until you get to those tiebreakers. Megan's ready for the season to start. So am I. And that's why I talked about the preseason games. It's like when the preseason rolls around, when Family Net rolls around, I'm going to be watching it. And uh, there's more. I mean, it's a young team now in a lot of ways. We're going to be seeing our young quarterback 
um, hopefully do some really exciting things this year, whereas last year, not so much. But again, getting some meaningful reps against Detroit, getting meaningful reps against the Chiefs, uh, these are important. So the Bills game, I mean, if I had to travel to one away game, that's going to be it. In fact, I would consider doing that. I got some Bills fans, uh, buddies here in town. I would definitely get on that train and go jump on some tables in Buffalo. Um, Then week nine at Detroit. How tough are the Detroit matchups going to be? I think that's one of the things in the NFC North in particular um, we've got to be a little bit careful of. They seem to be playing, you know, better football, uh, and they've got, you know, high draft choices. They're hoping to have amped up their pass rush with Hutchinson brought in. They, you know, they spent high draft capital on Akuda a couple years ago, who last season, we if, I don't think he played when we played him. I don't know if he was hurt after week two, but I believe he was hurt. Um, Detroit, I think we got to be a little careful not to be, um, not to be too certain. I I think we got to play good football against Detroit. I still remember I was at week two last year and the first half was a disaster. We were getting no pass rush and, uh, but should we win? Yeah, we should win that game. Phil says Tampa would be my destination. You couldn't, well, if there was a Packer game, you could probably, if you paid me enough, get me to Tampa Bay. Uh, but I wouldn't, uh. I wouldn't reach too far for it, but it's understandable. It's got, it could be a good, I mean, that could be the last uh, it's, you know, very possibly the last Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady matchup with Brady coming back. Um, and I've heard some speculation and I am kind of on board with it that Tom Brady could take, I mean, at some point could take a step back. I think that team overall is not as well put together as it was able to be for the last couple of years. Steve says Nashville's an awesome American city. Yeah, and if the Packers were playing Tennessee in Nashville, I would be there. Um, and good people too in Nashville. Good. I mean, I'm glad that they've. I'm glad that they they're in Nashville. The the Titans. Um, obviously, I'm not a fan, but they're my like they're an AFC team. I live in the state. I, I I can roll with some Tennessee love until they come to Lambeau Field, when in which case we're going to smack them all around the field. But I will be trying to get to that game. My buddy wants to go to Lambeau, and we're going to try to make that one of the games uh, that we go to. Right now, the money situation, please throw in your 99 cents. If you don't have the badge, uh, like Gary, like Steve, uh, please get it uh, immediately. <laughs> I need it. Christian has it. Uh, any particular matchup recommendation for my first Packers game? Well, the immediately comes to mind, Christian, is go to a Packers-Bears rivalry game. Um, you know, you'd have fantastic weather in that week two matchup. Um, and toward the end of September, I mean, you can't really ask. It could, I mean, it could, you never know what it can be, but it could be absolutely and probably will be just gorgeous. Um, still warm. Still sunny a little bit, but cool in the mornings, depending on what kind of front comes in. I would highly recommend that. And uh, I don't know if you're planning, if you're talking about only home games. First Packers home game. Yeah, okay. That's what I figured. Um, let's see what else we are at. I, you know, I really, the, the, there's other games in here. That Patriots game um, would be another good one. 
The Bears game though is one if you you want to win, you want to w- be there when they win if you can help it. The Patriots might be a little riskier, but I still think we should beat the Patriots. Um, mama, mom. If you want to see a smackdown, we ought to beat the Jets all up and down the field. Uh, well, week ten, Dallas Cowboys would be another one. Mike McCarthy returning. If you can get a ticket for that one, uh, that should be a good game. I think. Um, I am not, obviously anything but a Cowboys fan, but they've been now. You know, they're they're missing a few pieces now, but Dak Prescott's been playing good football. It's he's been playing undeniably good football, in my opinion. Um, and they got a good run game. They've got a solid offensive line. It's not as dominant as it was. And, Phil, I'm noticing that, and I agree with you. It's weird having the only one noon home game. And I th- I didn't go back and double-check that, but I was like, is am I seeing this right? Um, then we play a th- the, the Titans game is Thursday night. So um, you got a short week off that Cowboys game. That's going to be a tough one. Ter- that's Those two games back-to-back, that's a – that's a tough stretch right there. Um, the Cowboys, I think, could you know play us hard. You know they're going to play for Mike McCarthy. Um, still feel like we're the better team. Tennessee is going to come in. Um, that's you know mid November, the seventeenth of November. Probably weather not going to be too much of a factor, even though Tennessee coming from a warmer climate. I don't think that's going to be. It sounds like a Derrick Henry kind of game to me. I think that's going to be a marquee matchup for our new D line that I think by then may have either some serious rotational changes in terms of less reps for Dean Lowry by then. Um, you know, you're talking week 11. So I think by then we get a chance to see if the addition of Jerron Reed and uh, drafting Wyatt is going to pay off. There's, it's a great test week 11. And if you're one of those D linemen, you're a Kenny Clark, you're a Dean Lowry, um, Slayton, um, you know, these are games that you got circled. You know, this is Derrick Henry coming to town. This is the Titans team uh, with some shakeup at the quarterback position potentially by then. Um, that could be a whale of a game too. Uh, and I, I think that would be a good one uh, to go to. That's why I'm partly because Jim wants to go. Yeah, I don't think he's been to Lambeau Field. He's been all over the world, but I don't think he's been to Lambeau and that would be fun. And he would be, he's another very respectful, even though he's a Tennessee fan. Um just loves football, Lambeau Field, loves Wisconsin. Um, at the Eagles, I don't know what to make of that one. I, I really don't. That game, I'm not going to expect that not to be a tough game. Um, the Eagles fans are brutal. Uh, it's week 12, you know, so you're talking the end of November. Where are we at in, term, in terms of um, injury list by then? You know, that's going to play such a big part. John just badged up. Hey, it looks good on you, buddy. I appreciate it. Robin, I appreciate yours as well. My cousin and uh, Phil and Gary and everybody that has joined, I really do need it, and I appreciate the badges. And you do get supporter-only content on Thursday. So yesterday, Thursdays are my favorite day of the week anymore. Um, we had the uh, leak show yesterday and uh, had a good little chat, little uh, personal news, a little behind-the-scenes stuff. We call you guys shareholders because we're Packer fans and we can so at the Philadelphia Eagles, that would be one that if you know if I was having to pick losses, it might make that list at some point because you always have that one game where the Packers just come out and do not play well and lose to a team that you really feel like they should beat. Do I think they should beat Philadelphia? Yeah, I think they should. 
Um, and I'm not doing predictions yet. We could. Some folks, I think, already have. Um, you can give predictions if you wish. Mammy Kay's on the line. Please put up a heart for Mammy Kay. It's tradition on the show. Mammy Kay says hi to everybody and says the Green Bay Packers are a mean machine. So there you go. Straight from the uh, wise and uh, predictive Nostradamus of Packer Nation, Mammy Kay. Uh, then uh, you got the Bears again. Um, at Chicago in December, early December, this is when weather could start to factor into, you know, the Windy City and you got swirling winds at Soldier Field. Aaron Rodgers does not seem to struggle with that too much. But, and, and then you add to that, the Packers should have a fantastic running game. You know, how can we lose to the Chicago Bears? There aren't, I mean, we'd have to do so many things wrong. So hopefully that's a win. Then you got week 15, um, you got the Rams. Um, and of course, in between then, you, the week 14 is the bye week, as we mentioned. Dan, I am well. I'm glad to see that badge on you. It says 12-month subscriber. I absolutely love that, man. I appreciate it so much. And I try to show my appreciation on my Thursday show because it's for supporters only. Every once in a while, I accidentally open one up, which is probably a good thing so people can say, hey, listen, if I throw in 99 cents, I can get on this show. Uh, you get a little more attention. You get a little behind-the-scenes stuff that I think when you follow social media influencers, a lot of what you kind of crave is, how does this thing really work? And so we talk about a little bit of that behind-the-scenes um, stuff. I pull you guys from time to time on even business decisions we've done in the past. Um, Gary says Rogers owns Soldier Field. Yeah, I mean, I don't see... I don't see a loss to the Bears in our future for a while, hopefully. Um, but then you've got the bye, okay? The bye coming week 14 is going to be a matter of a little bit of, you know, consternation by some because it's quite late. Uh, but for my money right now, um, and you never know when you're going to need it the most, but typically speaking, the, they talk about the battle of attrition, this thing you tend to lose guys later on, Guys are getting tired out. Guys are getting mentally just stale. This thing is getting long. Week 14 comes along, and you get a week to refresh yourself, get away from it for a while, and then you basically have four more games, week 15, 16, 17, and 18, and uh, three of those are at home, right? We only play at Miami, which is going to be much cooler at that time, and I'm not afraid of the Miami Dolphins. Um, they... They could be a good team. They brought in Hill, you know, um, and they've got to, uh, but they just don't, and they haven't shown me enough to scare me, frankly. But you got the Rams coming back off the bye week. Again, if you're going to play the Rams and the Packers seem to kind of own the, the, the Rams as well, um, you're playing that game at home. You're coming off your bye week. You know how important it is by then. The reason that people talk about the football mattering in December is utterly false. But what you do see is the playoff picture will start to come into focus where you know if we win X number of games and so-and-so loses, where you might be able to see yourself seated. And it becomes important for that reason. But it's like the AFC game. Every game counts as a win or a loss or a tie in the, in the column until you get to those ties. 
so week 16 at the Dolphins, I like that notion. I think the Packers are going to enjoy the weather, you know, December weather to go down to Miami. I think they're going to like it, and I think they're going to beat up on the Miami Dolphins. Then you come back and you got, again, bookending the season. You're starting off with two NFC North opponents, uh, Minnesota, Chicago. You come back week 17, you got Minnesota, you finish with Detroit at home, both of those games at shortly after your bye week. And by then, you know, you could have yourself in position. If you're good enough to beat the Rams, how many games did we lose at that point? Like if in week 15, we're good enough to beat the Rams, which games would we have lost up to that point unless we just laid an egg? Um, maybe Tennessee, Dallas potentially, but that Dallas game is at home. The Tennessee game is at home. Um, we'd have to play away. The Buffalo Bills is definitely, I think, probably the most difficult game on the schedule because the Rams are playing at home and they're a very high-powered offense. But, you know, this team can win a lot of games. If we come out and out of the gate, we're able to beat, you know, if they go 3-0 and um, going into week four against the Patriots, they'll have, had, they'll have two division opponent wins under their belt, and they'll have beaten the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, at Tampa Bay. Why they can't send Tampa Bay up to us once in a while is beyond me. But that's the case. And that, So for my money right now, I am extremely pleased with the Packers schedule. Way more so than in the past. Look, at we've been up against, we, we, we bypass basically, other than the Rams, the NFC West, which has been a thorn in our side for years now. If there's one team other than the Seahawks right now that you'd want to play, I think the Packers fans probably will. I'd rather play the Rams. We just seem to play better against them. Phil says we are at worst an 11-win team, and I think, yeah, I'm definitely with you on that. Now, can they falter? I, you know, out of the gate, how are they going to look? I think there are still some questions, obviously. I don't think anybody is quite over the debacle that was week one last season, but at the same time, if I was going to put money down, I would say we're not going to have that same kind of a game. This is the Minnesota Vikings. we got to travel, but it's a very short travel. It's a very familiar team, very familiar stadium. Aaron Rodgers has played well there. You know, I think we're going to be much more prepared. I don't know how that game fell apart as badly as it did against the Saints last year. Phil says, got to break it down to three six-game seasons. Well, yeah, I still do quarters. Um, there's just one additional in the final quarter for me because especially toward the end, I'm happy to add that extra game. And really right now, if you were doing it the way it lays out, so you've got your you know week one, two, and three, you know, I have, for, for my money, the first quarter is still through week four just because then we'd travel to the U.K., so just sort of like a, a practical break there. Five, six, and seven, eight. Um, playing Washington, you've got a slate of, you know, like your slate of bad teams, New York Giants. I'm sorry, they're not that going to be that good. The Jets are not going to be that good, I don't think. Washington, but you got the Buffalo Bills to kind of bookend that, I would say, um, next quarter before you travel to Detroit and you're back in the NFC North again. Then you've got that slate of games, and this might be, I might break it up this way, you know, because um, you got away to Detroit, 
kind of finishing that up, but then you've got the back-to-back home games against, big-time home games against the Dallas Cowboys and the Tennessee Titans. And again, these are, whether it's the Titans or not, that win, a loss will count against you. And when we're looking for seeding, wins are at a premium because now there's only the, the, only the number one seed is getting that bye week. And then, of course, you go up to your bye week in week 14, and then there's an obvious break there, and you've got that final quarter. So I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm putting, you know, an extra game in that, in that third quarter, I guess, is how I'd probably break it up. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it is, I think, helpful to talk about it that way, helpful to think about it that way. Um, that we, we hear Matt LaFleur kind of talking about it that way. I believe McCarthy talked about it that way as well. Um, and, you know, you want to be as fresh as possible. You want to give yourself a chance to get that week off. That week off is not just a, a, a sit on your, you know, you, you, you don't have the risk of losing. It's, a, it's a, basically an automatic win. Ross says, just drop it in quick. Everyone subscribe and support the channel. Thank you so much, buddy, and I appreciate the stars greatly. Had a good day yesterday on our supporter-only show. I don't just like it. I love it. Got to catch up with you one of these days, Ross. I hope you have a good day, buddy. Fidel is here as well. Packers fan base only. Go Pack Go. Uh, Nation Group is now up and running. Come talk some Packers football with Packers fans from around the world. And uh, Jay can't wait for week one. I kind of been talking more than I usually do on Fan Talk Friday, but we've got the schedule. Wanted to go over that. Um, and I can get, of course, a few of your thoughts as we uh, close up for the day. Steve says, got to protect Aaron. Yeah, and that is one of the um, – and I don't think our question marks are huge. Like, I'm, I got a pretty big question mark at number one wide receiver. I think number two is going to take care of itself. Um but that's still a pretty big, you know, when you when Devontae Adams exits, that's a big question mark to me. Um, but then the O-line is one of those question marks as well. I think it's a good one in the sense that we've been talking about how Brian Gutekunst has just kept guys in the hopper and added veterans every single year. Uh, and I expect him to do the same this year unless, you know, with the three that he drafted, he's like, this year we don't need to, we don't need to pay a guy or we don't have the money to pay a guy if we bring in another wide receiver which I'm hopeful that we'll do. I really am. But, yeah, got to protect Aaron. That is one of the things that's kind of up in the air. And uh, I wish I had right now, because even the preseason games right now are enticing me. Because, you know, you know, you go back and you play at the 49ers, who I, it, this team, I hate that team so much. <laughs> I hate that team so much. Ugh. But um, obviously, you're you know you're going to see guys. There's going to be exciting guys to watch. You're going to watch Jordan Love. You're going to see Christian Watson and him. How do they get along? Um, do they have chemistry? Um, you're going to see a bunch of Amari Rogers in the preseason. You're going to start to see hopefully special teams really kind of come into its own and and hit the ground running rather than be a detriment, which is what it was all of last year to the tune of finally having a major part in ending our season, which is just unthinkable to be that bad at special teams. Um, get to play the Saints at home, which in case you were not aware, the New Orleans Saints used to hold training camp in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Maybe some of you did, were not aware of that. Uh, my, uh, my grandma and grandpa were in La Crosse, and we would drive right, they lived right on the campus. We would drive right past Saints training camp for several years there. 
And uh, and there were a lot of Saints fans for a while because of that, because they got to meet the players and stuff. There was kind of a secondary market for Saints, for the Saints football team. And that was before the Packers were very good. That was before uh, Brett Favre took the field. And then playing at Kansas City to see Jordan Love out there, a bunch there, I think will be good. Uh, again, they're not going to have Tyreek Hill. Uh, these games aren't going to count for, you know, they're, they're not going to count uh, against our record, obviously. But I'm going to be looking forward to seeing these guys play. I want to see Devontae Wyatt play a lot, Slayton play a lot. And then just kind of visualize what it's going to be like when he's next to Kenny Clark. Jerron Reed will get a few snaps, I'm sure. They may hold him back, older player, I don't know. But um, it's just, I think it's going to be exciting. And I think Eric Stokes' second year, Amari Rogers' second year, I think we got good things in store for the Green Bay Packers. It's a hopeful Friday for me. I hope it is for you as well. Um, Phil said, got Pat Swilling's autograph there. Fun times. Yeah, we used to drive by it, but I we never went to it. Um, so it's going to be a fun off season. We're going to have a lot to continue to speculate about with these games, uh, with players, but it's all going to happen really fast. We're already halfway through May already, and uh, OTAs and stuff. The mandatory mini camp will be coming around, and we'll have we'll see Aaron Rodgers probably for the first time. Uh, but this is all a lot of important reps, a lot of important drill work, a lot of important muscle memory being built. Um, in particular by Jordan Love, and a lot of hands-on coaching where if Aaron Rodgers is in the house, he's not going to get as many reps. He's not going to get as much hands-on stuff. And you're wishing that, you. and I, I think I've had to correct some people that do what I do that almost make it sound like Matt LaFleur cannot be responsible for any improvement on Jordan Love's part. He's a very young player, really a second-year player in terms of practically speaking. And this, of course, is a big year for him. But I believe in Matt LaFleur and his ability to make quarterbacks better and to build good habits and to get them in the best position they can. He said his offense is built to make it as easy as possible because it's such a difficult position. And uh, I've got still hope for Jordan Love. We haven't seen what we wanted to see yet, but keep in mind, I keep reminding everybody, Aaron Rodgers was not the elite player he was the minute he stepped on the field either. You know, you had Brett Favre come on the field, and, and he, he was raw. Um, now, he won that first game in big-time fashion, you know. But it, we got to be careful what we ask of this kid. I think now, you know, this is the critical year. This is where you got to figure out what, where you're, what direction you're heading with Jordan Love. Are you heading in the direction of a trade and getting some value back? Are you heading in the direction of, you know, him taking over? This is a big year for that, and I'm really excited to see the kid get out there and play. So, all right, lots of new stuff coming. Dakota says, remember, 7-0 when playing without Adams. Have my eye on the tight end position. Hopefully Big Bob can make a comeback. Yeah, we're going to need him too, I think. Um, and, yeah, I and I don't know how – we've talked about the 7-0 without Adams, uh, and what that tells us is we can win without the guy. Uh, I don't think it predicts that we will. Uh, I don't think that's what Dakota's saying either. But I think there is a reason to have confidence. Um, now, we didn't just lose Adams. So, you know, before, you know, the, the, there's, there are more question marks this time around because it's like, well, it's not just Adams, but who's going to be take, take the top off the defense? You're assuming Christian Watson's going to do that. Um, so there's definitely still question marks. 
But yeah, I mean, Matt LaFleur has put together offenses that when Aaron Rodgers runs them and Aaron Rodgers runs this offense as a, at as high a level as it can be run, I think. Um, you can't expect that out of Jordan Love just yet, but we do want to see improvement out of him uh, to the tune of this kid looks like he can win us football games. Uh, we need to see that this year. Uh, but as of right now, we still got Aaron Rodgers. And uh, Phil's tired of the trade love rumors. Yeah, I and I said all along, I don't think that's where the Packers are headed with Jordan Love. I think that goes against all reason, and I think it goes against everything that the Packers have, how they've acted, how they've drafted, how they've spoken. Um, but that doesn't guarantee that he is the next guy either. Packers are sure keeping their options open, but they believe in Jordan Love. They're not, you know, they watched way more tape than any of us of him and saw all the circumstances and the context for his failings, as well as his successes. And one of the best things about this kid is he doesn't get too high, he doesn't get too low. That is, he has the perfect quarterback mentality. And when he got knocked around his senior year and had a new coaching staff, I believe, along with a ton of new players, he just kept picking himself back back up, going back to the huddle, and attempting to execute the next play to the best of his ability. That's a great mentality to have. And uh, and we're going to see a bunch of him in the preseason. You know, Aaron Rodgers is not going to play a snap, I wouldn't think. You know, there's several Packers players that aren't. And keep in mind, you know, he, he rarely gets to play. Even in that Detroit game, I said, I wanted to see Love out there with Devontae Adams. And they took him, they put him on the field and they took Tay off, if I remember right. And I'm not happy about that. I think that's the wrong thing to do. You want to get reps with the guy with his starters in a real game. And you had that opportunity because you had a freebie. You had the bye, even if you lost to Detroit. And that opportunity, I, I, think, they, I think they missed on that opportunity. Uh, let the kid throw to his starters, who, the guys that will be his starters. Uh, now, it doesn't seem like, I don't know, we're just going to see a lot. We're going to find out a lot, one way or the other. And it, it can go either way at this point. These quarterbacks, it, it's, difficult to, it's a difficult position to play. It's difficult to pick the right guys. They don't always perform. We've seen that plenty of times. We saw the Packers go get quarterbacks in the draft during the Brett Favre era as well. And then if if they got a chance and Brett was still hanging around, they'd trade him. But we're at a spot right now where the very best thing for the Green Bay Packers is for Jordan Love to get out there, play really good football, look like he has command of the offense, look like he has command of the behaviors of the players and the leadership role that he would have to take. And uh, that's the best thing for the Green Bay Packers right now because uh, you got him on the cheap. And at some point, you can see part of the the calculus of the Green Bay Packers right now is that Aaron Rodgers' numbers are his number is coming off the books at some point. That's part of their calculus. Uh, I guarantee it. As much as they say, you know, they want him to play as long as long as he's playing at this level, he can play as long as he wants. Um, and he seems to be able to keep himself together in the off season. He's taken these. Um, uh, voluntary, you know, OTAs and stuff off, and uh, he's kept himself together. Phil wants to trade for Kirk Cousins, thirty plus million a year with a career record of fifty nine, fifty nine and two. I love that stat, Phil. Thank you for that on a Friday. And with that, I think we will call it a day because I just can't think of a better way to end the fan talk Friday than Kirk Cousins' record. Um, now, uh, again, I, and I think he's going to struggle against our defense. I think our defense got better. Like 
Again, out of the gate in week one at U.S. Bank, I am not, I mean, I'm going to be confident, I feel, by then. Depending on, you know, obviously there's so many factors that go into it. We haven't even gotten to training camp yet. Um, but I'll be relatively confident, I think, that the Packers can win against Kirk Cousins. Um, but you don't want to see Z getting a bunch of sacks in this game either. And we may have some shakeup still at the offensive line position. Probably are not going to have Elton Jenkins at that time, I wouldn't think. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Well, folks, I hope you have a great weekend. Uh, Go out there and have some fun. Be safe. Be careful. Uh, Help each other out if you need to. And uh, I will see you guys on Monday. St. Pack time. St. Pack place. Go Pack.